I see. I think we're good to go. We'll have to figure out who to throw the wheel of morality at, though. Chaz. Chaz hasn't been here in a while. Oh, sh. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to go in five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Ninja. Indeed. Welcome to the Relics of War, the podcast about Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2, and the Guild Wars community. My name is Ryan. Some of you know me as Cole. With me here today are uh, Tiger Feet with the Secret Agent Cat blog at secretagentcat.com. How are you doing? Great. Well, sick, but hey there, everybody. She's got her mute key handy. <laughs> as do I as well. I'll get into that later. But also with us is Tasha from Split Infinity Radio at siradio.fm and with the Guild Wars Guru Auctions. How are you doing? Hello, folks. Yes, I'm doing all right. Thanks, you. We already uh, did that. Yeah. Well, got my mute key handy. <laughs> Good. Yes, and uh, also with no uh, domain that I can throw at you people is Chaz. So I'll just go hey through the fact that America's hat guy, and I just interrupted him. I'm a good host. Hi, how are you doing, Chaz? Screw you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> how was your cruise, dude? Oh, it was, oh, it was actually pretty... It was great, but I got sick like midway through, and it was terrible during that portion. But yeah, went that, to Catalina Island, went to Ensenada, learned to haggle. It was fun. That's pretty sweet. Uh, do they? I've always wanted to go on a cruise, but I have no idea really everything that goes with it. Like, do they have pools on there and stuff like that? The one I had, the one I went on, had a pool. Nice. So you get to go out on Several a boat. Several pools actually, but yeah, there's. It depends. There's a lot of different cruises out there, and they can have some really spectacular activities. I just thought it was cool, the idea of a boat with a pool. It's like having a Starbucks in the bathroom at a Starbucks. <laughs> Which <laughs> probably has happened in Seattle, I would imagine. Seattle, anything can happen. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, uh, I guess I said that I would explain why I'm sick, but all, all I have to say is when you get in lake water... You, it's like almost every time you come out with like a one day nasty cold the day afterward because your body's fighting off the lake bacteria. So I always record the show on Sundays and always go on the boat on Saturdays. So for like this whole summer, I've had a cold, a temporary cold that is scheduled for the show. It's very nice. Anyway. So would you say that this is your way of getting through the cold? Yes. Yes. Podcasting helps. They should put that in, in the, the home remedy books. If you <laughs> come down with a cold, make a podcast. By the way, this whole remedy husky. book was made by Apple. Was sorry, produced by Apple. Uh, yeah, sometimes it does make me a little bit husky, but not today. Just you know, my head's killing me. <laughs> dum, dum. Um, yeah, this is stupid. <clears throat> Enough talking about being sick and crap. Um, <laughs> trying to think of anything else special that happened this week. It was mostly just a week of steam for a lot of us, huh? Yeah, really. We should get back too, to that so. game. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time to, a lot of extra time to do anything. Yeah, same thing for me. The school semester is starting up, and yeah, gonna have a lot less free time. Yeah, yeah. I got some websites I still got to finish building, and um, haven't really had a whole lot of time other than playing Alien Swarm with Ben and uh, my wife, and pretty much other people from the Relics of War Steam community. That's my little note of pimpage but um for people that are, for people that are in the relics of war guild but want to do stuff 
you know, because it's, it's been a little bit more dead, but I think that's just because we don't have anything scheduled. People get on and they're like, what are we going to do? And they get tired of asking that question. So yeah. we're using the forums to start trying to schedule events. Uh, Hunter's been arranging one for the past few weeks, just kind of at different times. But it's usually on Saturdays, which as I pointed out, I'm always busy on the boat. But people need to check that out if you're interested. He's doing all kinds of different stuff. But I think also, we're also going to start scheduling the second one, right, Chess? Yeah, yeah. I've actually spearheaded that just this morning. Um, I started um, an article on the forum, oddly enough. And it's for Urgos Warren, because I know that Ryan really likes Gaki Summoning Stones. Yep. Yep. And I was actually talking to a few friends that I knew before I joined Relics at, on Guild Wars, and they expressed interest. So I thought, you know, if getting people is an issue, we can always, you know, bring them and and all that, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, Loudon also told me if I like the Gaki so much, I should try and get someone to summon a Celestial Ox, was it? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was. Mm. I've never heard one of those, but he said it's it's a mm. hilarious sound as well. So, all right. I think you're just a sucker for animal noises. Sounds like. I don't know, man. That Gaki, he's a lot of animal <laughs> he noises. Said they're different. Great. Yeah. But if we, I'll, I'll still do what I can to find myself a celestial ox and then try and impersonate that sound on the show. <laughs> People like when I do the Gaki sound on the show. Then it does a mini make a noise. I don't know. I don't think that's what... No, he said it was from a summoning stone. Yeah, I was just wondering whether the mini made a noise or not. If it does, hell, that would probably be easy to arrange. Yeah. <laughs> if it does, and somebody knows that and has one, uh, add Relics of Aura as a friend and come show me. Captain, what be that over there? Or, that be sequel Scuttlebutt. So, Guild Wars 2. We wanted to talk about a few things. Why would I even say that? Of course we want to talk about a few things. Someone else take this away. I'm being an idiot. Okay, is this for sequel Scuttlebutt or... Yeah, this is all that stuff we came up with on the fly. Alright, so... Hey guys, we're gonna... Uh, move on to sequel Scuttlebutt. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah Ryan, right. I don't know. He's he's being lazy, so I'm gonna take the lead for now. So I guess the first thing that we kind of... We're gonna talk about is... Uh, during the GamesCon gameplay preview... They had they uh, showed a few of us the elite skills that some of the announced classes are going to be using, and for many of them, I think all of them actually, they had a 12-minute cooldown, and their effects were like overpowering, were pretty much overpowering. You know, like there's no way anyone can recover from this if they got they get hit by these abilities. So um, I think I have the uh, abilities listed. There was one for rangers called Rampages 1, and it basically makes you and your pet move faster, deal guaranteed critical hits, and attack more quickly. And yeah, it sounds kind of out of control. Necromancer had a plague ability, and it made it basically turns you into a cloud of plague, and it contaminates people around you, giving them multiple conditions. And then the, the Elementalist had a tornado ability, which basically turns them into a mobile tornado that damages people and launches them into the air. What do, you, what do you guys think? I think it'll be really interesting to see what, how they act in PvP. Because stuff like that for PvE I have no problem with. I, I don't have a problem with a, a super ultimate skill that is activated once every, every now and again in a great while, but PvP... I think it'll work differently. Yeah, I yeah. suspect that too. I mean, 
having played Guild Wars, I can tell you that their balance team is a lot more on their toes than other MMOs by a long, um, long shot. So I, am, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't am, see uh, on the floor with that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You have you have a completely different standpoint. But how much WoW PvP did you do? A lot, but honestly, I was never in a good server that actually get that actually had people. You know, I was never in the right circle of people to get good at PvP. Well, basically what I'm saying, but I did a lot, a lot of it. I always arena it every day, pretty much. I guess the main point I'm driving at is these guys have been around enough that I couldn't see them making as elementary a mistake as let's yeah. throw in that big mega bomb that the guy can throw that totally throws the match off, you know? Yeah. The only see, problem I have is that in Guild Wars 1, their balance team and their uh, history was really lopsided. I found that a lot of their... They, they always gave you like a lot of... um a lot of uh, reasoning behind their changes, but it always felt like they tackled the wrong thing. And, I don't know, I don't want to go into a discussion of w- which examples they are, but, I mean, yeah. It just felt like See, it was the wrong thing they were tackling. I actually take a completely opposing view to you guys. Um, I wouldn't be overly surprised to see the elites act maybe not exactly the same, but pretty similar in PvE and PvP. Uh, with the long cooldown it kind of becomes like the ultimate in Dota and all the other games that go alongside it, like Heroes of New Earth and League of Legends, um, where you use your ultimate only in very, very certain situations because it's precious. You don't get to use it very often. But when you do, it's a complete not a game changer. You could be losing. You use your ultimate in the right way, and all of a sudden it swings it around, and you're now, you know, you've got the team on the other opposing team on the back foot, and you're now, you know, chasing them down and what have you. I don't necessarily think there's actually a problem with that either, as long as, you know, there is a there is a trade-off that, you know, you can use this thing, but, you know, you won't have it for a while, so you better make it count, and that will distinguish the good players as opposed to those who just kind of panic and hit that pwn button. That's a good point. I've My husband plays League of Legends all the time, and he keeps saying, I should give it a shot, but I haven't really been interested, so I'm not familiar with how the powerful skills in that game work um i have to say i never really played dota i have got heroes of new earth i play it a bit not that much mostly because i get a bit scared of people yell at me um but (laughs) when i do play it i really really enjoy it and it's because of that that one skill that you can just go and you know completely blast people away if you use it right but otherwise you just end up being useless yeah, what I don't like is the fact that you're concentrating your super, the elite, which is like the centerpiece of a build, and you're making it turn into the super awesome, I own everything so long as I use it correctly button. I mean, it just makes it, I mean, I feel more comfortable playing a game where I feel useful overall, over the, over the majority of the game as opposed, and then, you know, through, through, um, solid gameplay. Um, I would, you know, turn the match around. But I don't like the idea of being, of just sitting on the backside, not being really all that effective, and then pressing this button, and then the whole match changes because of that button. It feels yeah. more like the button is pulling me through vic- to victory as opposed to my own player's skill. But see, in, in Guild Wars Classic, the elite skill was the cornerstone of every build. There's no saying it's going to be exact, quite the same way in Guild Wars 2. That's true. I, Not every skill is going to be a shadow form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the vibe I get is that the cornerstone of your build is going to be your weapons, which weapons you choose, mm. and then true. all the other 
skills are chosen around that, around which weapons you've got to complement those skills. The other side of this, I, I think, is that um, I always felt in Guild Wars Classic that the elite skills weren't actually that elite. They were better, but they weren't amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can agree, Chaz, that, that having the one skill that's going to turn an entire match, that's that's wrong. It shouldn't be you know, that concentrated. What I mean is that when, you know, you fire off one and the other, you know, the other person fires off another, and you kind of can stack them together and create a really interesting dynamic gameplay. That's that's what I'm talking about. Now, the other thing is that Guild Wars 2 is saying sort of a 12-minute cooldown, and whereas in sort of Dota, it's more of a sort of, you know, three, four minutes-ish yeah. kind of time. I wouldn't be overly surprised to see that the damage and the time in PvP come down a bit. So the effects are reduced slightly, but you get it back quicker. Just because I think that would make the game pace a bit better for competitive to PvP. You don't really want matches in GBG that are going to last like an hour. Half an hour is 20 minutes is probably about right. And you can't do that yeah. if you're only going to get your elite sort of two, maybe three times in that time period. It's just not going to work. I have a feeling yeah, that as far, as far as PvP is concerned, if the the two skill or if the skill doesn't work differently between the two environments, what'll happen is people will learn pretty well how to counter most of these big bomb elites that have large cooldowns. And most of mm-hmm. your good PvPers are going to bring that elite that they can use every, you know, 20 seconds or 10 seconds so that they can yeah. apply harder pressure and make it more of a constant tough game instead of just just get ready for that elementalist to drop. Yep, there it was. Okay, okay, now they're dead because we just lived through that. Yeah, that's exactly how it works in Guild Wars at the moment. You see big, powerful, long recharge skills like Shield of Judgment are yeah. thrown on the wayside for like more practical, quick recharging in comparison skills like Ray of Judgment, which is like an ion cannon every 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love my Ray of Judgment. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, we're making kind of judgment calls here when we, we yeah. only know like a tiny little sneak peek of what's available. I think sometimes yeah, yeah, people yeah. overreact to this, the news we get. So Exactly. Alpha is alpha, beta is beta. It's not release. They're going to fine-tune things. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing we haven't talked about much, I haven't heard a lot of talk about it at all, except for on Kill 10 Rats where Ravius was talking about it, is energy. Um, you saw how that worked there, didn't you, Tasha? A little bit. It wasn't so much of a problem for me because I was only in the, the sort of lobby area. Um, but from what I've read, having got back, um, it seems like the energy is pretty well balanced when you use your skills. What actually costs a lot of energy is dodge rolling, which is an interesting thing. So it actually costs you a lot nice. more energy to get out the way of attacks than it does to actually cause damage. Wow, I didn't know that. Didn't they say that they want the energy bar to be a gauge of how difficult a fight is and sort of a, like a long-term stamina yes. type mechanic? Oh, so we're getting a larger energy pool than we did in Classic? Yes, you do. It, it, it kind of seems like if you're um, having to dodge a lot of spells, then that's the indication of a tough fight and therefore your energy pool will be depleted. But Casting a lot or using your weapon skills a lot, put it like this, I never ran out of energy no matter how much I spam my weapon skills. Um, I didn't see very many other people, even when they were sh- fighting the Shatner, with um, you know, a very low pool. So, And yes, the Shatner was on purpose. I love that you guys picked that up. 
Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Priceline.com. Spock bone. Okay. So. But no, I think that's really encouraging with the energy bar like that because they don't have an auto attack and you have to use your weapon skills if as your auto attack if you want to use that as opposed to just spamming mm-hmm. skills. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm pretty surprised by the large energy pool. For some reason, I had just assumed we were going to get. It was unique in Guild Wars Classic how your energy pool was small, so you couldn't go too crazy, but at the same time, if you lost all your energy, it was easy to recover it. Sounds like it's more like your standard, or I hate to put it that way because I know ArenaNet wants to be, you know, break, broken apart, but sounds like they're more standard, like other MMOs in terms of pool. energy. Mm-hmm. Like a mana well, I've pool, noticed. basically? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that some things they'll do crazy innovative, like the no quests and there being your public not, <laughs> dynamic events. Yeah. And then some things, it's like they're taking a step back where, I don't know, it just seems, it feels to me like they're picking their battles where they want to innovate and where they want to give pe- players, especially the players that will be coming from all these other MMOs, some familiar ground to stand on. Yeah, I I take no complaint with it at all because that shows that they're not driven by pride. They're driven by mm-hmm. wanting to improve the MMO. Even if they're that's not in some areas, just leave it alone because it's working and that wheel doesn't need reinvented. Exactly. Yeah. They're not afraid to use something that has been seen a million times before if it's working very well. Yeah. But then on the flip yeah. side of that, I've seen a lot of complaints of, oh, it's like this X MMO or it's like, well, the classic one is World of Warcraft. And I just kind of think it's more gone towards generic, classic MMO-style mechanics that are tried and tested and worked. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that, that is slightly grating on me in terms of the whole energy pool is that they've introduced energy potions to regain your energy pool. And Izzy was quoted by, at saying at Gamescom that they're not happy with that as a source of getting your energy back. That feels... A little bit too lazy, I guess. Uh, he didn't exactly say that, but that's that's kind of paraphrasing his words. Um, so there's kind of been a big thread on Guru about how we can improve um, the mechanic. And I think there's been loads of suggestions going into the wiki as well. So I think they should have a certain spec of some different professions that can give energy to people on like a cooldown or some sort of a restrictive basis, so they can't go too crazy. Yeah, I think that then, would take care of it pretty well. Then you're going to run into though need X class to run anything. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. that's what people are going to be like. They're going to say if that like turns out to be like the way to get through challenge A. Yeah. Then people mm. are going to go out of their way to get people of profession X, mm-hmm. and then it's pretty much just monk syndrome all over again. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Well, crap. Once it- one suggestion that I came up with on the forums was that um, have each different weapon create a different energy renewing effect um, so that maybe one acted like channeling and another one acted with just like a passive regen and things like that. Yeah. So it kind of almost became like a sixth skill for your weapons, but it was an energy giving skill to recover what you used in a fight. I would just like to say that idea is substantially pro. Mm-hmm. Make sure every profession has access to something like this. That one weapon they can swap to when they're low and just say, okay, I'm going to yeah, spam this that skill that gets, like, channels energy from that which I am attacking. Yeah, yeah but it's, like, be completely different for every single weapon, or maybe even, yeah. even different professions with the same weapons. 
you could really, really fine tune it. Even though you just take the energy giving skills in Guild Wars Classic and look at the mechanics of how they work, you know, you gain however many percent extra um, of what the next spell is cast, what have you. You can do all different kinds of things like that, but the point is to make it something that you can sort of activate at a certain point in the fight where you're starting to get a little bit tired and just hit it and it comes back and gives you a little bit longer lease of life. Not to the point where you can go infinitely, but just, right. you know. What yeah. I'm wondering is if, is if the problem is just because they're, mana, they're energy potions or is it that people don't want a button to press to refill their, their energy? Guild Wars <laughs> is really interesting because in most MMOs, you had a mana system. You started casting stuff. When you run out of mana, you can't do anything. You just sit there and whack at the guy, basically. And that was never as effective. Guild Wars was different. They made it so that caster classes could actually, through dynamic gameplay and skill choices, they could choose a bunch of skills, make have some of them recover energy, and they'd develop a skill bar through that so they can keep themselves going for a very long period of time. They sacrifice like offensive power, so because instead of using all these powerful herd eater utility, I win buttons, what have you. They used energy management skills. Yeah. So I think they're probably going to do something like that in Guild Wars 2 because I think it was quite popular among many elementalists. Mm. Not so many, much necromancers. My only consideration with that is that if you give such a skill to one class, you have to give it to them all. Otherwise, yep. you will tip the scales of, you know, you're going to need this over, you know, whatever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, all I know and is then I... it comes a question of why why not just change the potion button to a generic, you know, I'm going to gain how much um, energy yeah, exactly. back, or you know, tie it to something else. I wish Arena Net good luck on this issue. Yes, that's yes. my way of saying my brain is fried. If you Impress have us. <laughs> if you have got um, suggestions, there is a feedback area on the Guild Wars 2 wiki which is meant to be where ArenaNet can steal your ideas from without legal repercussions. Sweet. <laughs> it's fine by me. Shh. Just give me a good game. That's all I got to say. <laughs> exactly. Okay, and the last thing for SQL Scuttlebutt is talking about attributes. Once again, we fall back to Tasha because she's sought. Okay. Um, the attributes were something that I saw, but I didn't really take the time to really investigate whilst I was playing because I was more going like, oh, die system. Um, <laughs> but you get six uh, common attributes across all classes. Two of them are grayed out as not being relevant to your character, to your profession. You have two that are highlighted as being very important and two that are just being kind of slightly important as well. So it, they kind of guide you to your choices, but you get agility, which increases range power by one for each point invested. Intelligence increases magic power by one for each point invested. Perception increases the chance from a critical hit. Strength incre- increases melee power by one for each point invested. Vitality increases maximum health. And uh, willpower increases maximum energy as well. So they'll give you direction on it. But other than that, it's up to you. Now in the demo, there aren't any there isn't a way of taking out points that you've assigned in, but apparently they are going to put that into the game. So it's not going to be a hard and fast thing. Oh, wonderful. Um, yes. But it's just very, very different to what we're used to. I'm getting a lot of Diablo 2 vibes <laughs> from a lot of different things in this game. And I don't think that's a bad thing either. 
I I've heard that there was a lot of Age of Conan vibes too. I think it's more just generic MMO. Most of them yeah. have this kind of system to it. But what I think is actually unique is that ArenaNet have tried to direct people into which lines they should be specking into. I remember when I got Age of Conan and I saw the lines and I was like, oh my god, I have no idea what I'm meant to be using here. And I had to go and look it up out of the game because I was like, I, I don't know what I should be doing here and I don't want to fail miserably. Um, so I think at least that is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out with the professions that get access to ranged and to um, close range weapons, seeing as their power is on different lines. So it kind of indicates that if you want to use both, you have to spec into both. Mm. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see all the all the options that are available and how people combine different weapons and attributes mm-hmm. to make different builds. Yeah. You know, definitely. everyone was everyone was freaking out that the first five skills you get determine your the I mean the first the weapons you've got determine your first five skills and that oh you're not going to be able to customize your character but everything that comes out I, I, it just looks like there's even more customization options than we had in Guild Wars Classic. The sky will be blue. I heard it's going to be produced by ArenaNet. I heard you can use a keyboard with this game. I heard this game will work on Windows 7. I heard you'll need a monitor to play this I game. I heard the normal really tall. That's just speculation. So, on Speculator's Corner, we got one question from two different people this week. One of them was an email, one of them was a call. So the email said, and it was from David Scott. He said, okay, we know that when Krakatorik awoke in the Char territory... For whatever reason, the evil SOB flew south creating the Dragon Brand, turning everything within its crystal within it crystal, including anything alive. These new crystal beasts are minions of Krakatoric. When he finally landed, it was near the tomb of Primeval Kings and Glint's Lair. Now, Krakatoric has a major minion that seems to be less mindless. This is of course the Shatterer, the Shatner Dragon. <laughs> what do you guys think? What do you guys think are the chances that this general of Krakatoric is a corrupted Glint? Love Sounds like a nice plot device. When I when I read that, I thought this uh, this honestly hadn't occurred to me. So when I read that, I just I just freaked out. I'm like, no, not Glint. Anybody? I'm a big Glint fan. Well, let's. There was even more from the phone call. So let me play this for you real quick, like as I shove my headphones in the microphone. Good evening, relics of Orb. My name is King Haynes in the game known as Technoblaze. I have a little thought to share with you for your speculator's corner. Now, Krako, however her name is pronounced, said, whatever, um, seems to have risen from Grothmar Wardowns in Guild Wars 2 and has flown to the Dragon's Lair. Now, there's some speculation in that in itself. Um, Krakatoric or, yeah, is said to be a female, and Glint, who lives in the Dragon's Lair, is said to be a mere baby compared to the Elder Dragons. So, if you remember the Elder, or the, sorry, the Dragon's Lair mission, everything seemed crystal. Glint's eggs were crystal. The whole mission had a crystalline feel to it. Um, Krakatoric is the crystal dragon. Now, the dragon brand turned everything into crystal when she flew over and kind of morphed it. So, wow, that's coincidence? I think not. Um, 
Yeah, so feel free to speculate on that. And so, Krakatoric, Glint's mom, maybe? That's, yeah. Or, what about the Shatter? If Krakatoric flew over Glint, did Glint transform into the Shatter? Something to think about. Have fun with that. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Have fun. Um, I wasn't very attached to Glint or Prophecies, so... I hate to be kind of the jerk about the situation, but I don't really care, I guess. If that's Glint, <laughs> then at least this time, killing her, there's a reason to it other than just trying to think of a hard way to make this mission for the bonus. Because that, yeah. was, that was stupid. Speaking as someone who played Prophecies as the starting like campaign, I have to say I have no emotional connection to Glint. Like, honestly, no emotional connection at all. It's not there. I think there's a connection between Glint and Kralkatorik. Um I, I don't think she's the Shatterer. I mean, that would be crazy if it was, and I'll jump up and down and make all kinds of noises about it. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I love the thought of old old lore coming back to haunt us in Guild Wars 2. So I'll be excited with whatever they choose to do, so long as they choose to do something with Glint. My personal thought on it is that um, the Shatterer is one of Glint's babies. Ooh. That got stolen by Kalkatoric. Baby. Yeah. That would be interesting, um, too. I don't think that necessarily the Kalkatoric um, and Glint have a direct relationship. Maybe grandparent, you know, mother, sister, something like that, maybe, but nothing that concrete just purely from the size difference and the fact that Krakatoric has been asleep for God knows how long and Glint's still around. So, I'd be surprised if Glint had completely turned evil as well. Uh, corrupted, mm, maybe. But, uh, like you guys say, I'm not that fuss. I don't feel so um, huggable over Glint, shall we say. I'm more interested in making omelettes out of her eggs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, if I had to weigh in on it, I would say I think that there is going to be a connection between Glint and the Shatner, but there, I, I'm not sure that I think the Shatterer is Glint, per se. There is an enormous size difference there. So, maybe getting corrupted also enlarges someone, <laughs> but... Well, I'm sorry, Chaz, you're making knows, me laugh. game. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, the transcription of that call, this is how bad Google Voice is. It says... Good evening, relics of or, but it's spelled O-R. So far, not so funny. But then it goes, my name is Campaigns in the game Noon is taking the waves. A little thought to share with you for speculate is corner. Now, <laughs> Costco. <laughs> it's a Costco. <laughs> <laughs> However, you, her name is pronounced said whatever. Seems to a resume from girls more were downhill voice <laughs> and has flown to the dragons later. Hi, this is speculation <laughs> in that and of itself. Crack at the work. Or, yeah, it is said to be a female. Hey. Crack at the work. <laughs> Delayed. He lives in the dragon's letter. This thing just can't get the word layer right. First it's later, then it's letter. Whatever. It's said to be a mere baby compared to the other dragons. So, and if you remember the Elder Sari and Dragon Slayer mission, everything seemed crystal. Lunch bags were crystal. <laughs> The whole nation. It might be. So you have a crystal is crystalline feel goods carport. <laughs> carport <laughs> drive. 
This thing seems to have the right con- or a, co- a consistent context that's wrong. Carport <laughs> is crystal. Yeah. I was driving brand fun. Everything in the Chris going to you flew over in kind of more stit. What kind of a word is stit? <laughs> sounds like a mm. sounds like a vulgar term. You're such a stit. <laughs> Shut your bloody gob, you stit. Okay, anyway. So, wow, that's a coincidence. I think it's not. Yeah, so feel free to speculate on that. <laughs> And so, crack at the court. Glenn Small, maybe, that's yet, or what about the chatter? Yes, carports will... I wonder what it was that it thought carports was over Glenn a day. And when transform into the shatters, so thank you, bye, have fun with that. Good evening, ladies, and good night. <laughs> you know, that sounds like my... I have a, a, a baseball cap that my dad bought me from Japan, and it says, having a trad spirit for bravery. Hang a that what? That just reminded me. Hmm? Hang a chad? There's a, it says, having a trad spirit for oh. bravery. I'm as bad as Google Voice transcription. I thought you said, hang a chad. I was like, what has this got to do with the 2000 election? <laughs> All right, so that was fun. Canadian so, what, what, did it, what did it say Calcatoric was? Cracker? Crack at the court. Crack at the court. I mean, if I was, if I was Google Voice, I would have said, like, crack a lacking. I'm going to have to remember that. I think that's our new name for her. Crack at the court. <laughs> I don't know. I think the, the, I think the title of the... The title of the show should be Lunch Bags Were Crystal. <laughs> Lunch Bags Were Crystal. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I oh. get the impression that Google Voice is not has not been programmed for people like us who talk about the things that we talk about. So, okay. My car is getting stuffy as hell. Up a window. Is it soapbox time? It is Togo soapbox time. Ah, oh, Togo, I just want to get through this already. Shut up! question is, I've lost track of where I am in this campaign. Please help. I get this question a lot from people that have just started or just came back because they don't know, you know, what mission was I on or what quest was I on? How do you troubleshoot that problem? Well, um, first... I never quit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, the easiest way is to check your quest log. If there is a qu- some campaigns... Um, drive the uh, plot from A to B using a quest. Some don't, but some do. And if they do, then you just gotta uh, over. You just have to highlight that quest and look where you need to go, and just go on from there. If it's a mit, but sometimes they drive the. I think Tiger's gonna do this one. So yeah. Well, I was gonna say that um, for looking at quests, you need to look at under primary primary quests is what yeah. you want to look at because they're yeah. categorized. Um, but if you don't have a primary quest, I think this is what you're segueing into. You pull up your map and you look for the flashing button. Yeah, pretty much. And that, you look for the flashing <laughs> yeah. button. And that'll be a mission that you haven't done yet that sh- should be next to do. Um, yep. I found I have this problem most in Nightfall where you'll mm-hmm. do a mission and it'll take you back to like some sort of city and then you have to talk to somebody to pick up the next primary quest. Oh yeah, right. they send you everywhere. It's like there's so much overlap. It's not like uh, actions where you just pretty much follow a linear path through the entire area. Or even prophecies. I think prophecies was the most linear out of all of them. Oh, oh the yeah. prophecies, man. Mm-hmm. There were places where you didn't even know because the next primary quest would be put under like the Shiver Peaks or something. Yeah. Because just off of an error, probably of um, categorization of the quest, that drove me freaking nuts. So. If it gets really bad and none of these tips work, 
start looking up quests in your quest log or look up the the quest line here's a better idea look up the quest line of that campaign on the wiki and just follow it until you find a quest son of a biscuit but what if you haven't picked up the right quest that you need next never i I would be of little help so don't even contact me (laughs) no you press the paddock button (laughs) press f10 it is re-roll the character Oh, that's that's horrible. You, I think you're on the right track, Ryan. Um, go look up the main main storyline for the campaign you're working on, and read through and try and see if you can if something sounds familiar. Like if if you go and try to repeat quests, it won't let you. So you'll eventually be able to find where you need to pick up. Yeah, there you go. It, that would be a very painstaking, but I I don't know what else you can do. I've well, done that before. Other thing is, other thing is just to to look at. The, the missions that are in each campaign. See which was the last one on your map that you've done, and then just work it from there. Because if you finish that map, you will have end that mission. You will have ended up in X town. And if you go there and you can't find the quest, well, you've probably gone a little bit further on, so you can just sort of keep going from there. Yeah. Mhm. But F10 in game might help you because that's where they they it automatically puts in a load of uh, links to the official wiki that are related to where you are and all the rest of it in-game, so it might be that, that is of some help to you. I have never used that. <laughs> Me neither. I didn't know that existed. It's been what? in the game for ages and hardly anyone uses it, but yeah, there's an, uh, it's integrated with the official wiki, and you can search the official wiki from directly in-game. You can also type oh, nice. slash wiki, but that's not as helpful. Yep. I say just use F10. Um, can you repeat the part of this stuff where you said all about the things? Excellent. Let the people have their pro-tip sauce. Alright, movement and storage of template information and where it's found. So if you get a new computer and you want to keep your builds that you made for your monk, because if you go to a new installation of Guild Wars, you lose all your builds and all your templates unless you migrate the text files that govern these, which is found, uh, where, Chaz? Uh, documents, my documents, Guild Wars templates. Yeah, so if you're on Vista, it's documents, or if you're on Windows 7, then you're a lot better off than the last guy. Yeah, and it's still in documents. And if it's in my doc or Windows XP, it's my documents. I'm gonna have to be doing that here in a month or so when I get my new machine. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. You can also go in there and using renaming of files. You can use Windows Explorer or whatever you use to rename your builds and stuff like that. If you didn't like the way you arranged them, it's a whole lot easier than going in game and changing it through the GUI. So yeah, Are I actually use sure? um, a different program for all my builds. It's this thing called Pawned Squared. You can get it on Guild Wars Guru, and it's basically like a virtual make here. I want to make a build, so let's make a build. It has a list of all the skills, whether you um, unlock them or not. You can set attribute points wherever you want. You can make team builds. You can make equipment templates for your PvP characters. Lots of customization there. It's really good. It's really up to date. Uh, Yeah, take a look at it, people, because it's free. Are you guys sure that it's in the same place on Windows XP? I thought it was in program files. Yeah, I'm looking for it right now. It's not... I'm on XP, so just give me a oh. second. Oh, yeah, I then I bet you it is in program files, Guild Wars. Because I, yeah. uh, I think it was originally in program files, and then the whole thing with Vista and, XP and uh, Win7 is that it made game data have to go to your documents rather, in, rather than like program files. If you do happen to lose all your templates, don't panic. Um, head over to PBX or onto Guru. Um, PBX, you can go individually go and download templates for each of the builds that's listed on there. Mm-hmm. Or you can just hit the little save button and it'll save the text file. You can go put it in the right place. Um, 
there are various different uh, community groups that are trying to um, release different packs of builds. So the common ones that are currently meta, you just go download like a big zip file of the entire lot and just add that all in. Yep, and then there you can just modify your files how you see fit. Like, I don't know, maybe you have skill A instead of skill B for your PBX build. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In XP, it is in program files. It's not in my documents. I'm glad we sorted that before the show was over. Well, Mm -hmm. I suppose suppose it could be in my documents if that's where you decided to install Guild Wars 2. It's all about where you installed it. Yeah. Yeah. You just Mm -hmm. just open the Guild Wars folder and then you go to Templates. But if you're on Vista or 7, then it'll it probably threw it in your documents. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. I hate Windows. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that kind of crap, yeah. But whatever. Um, one last Microsoft point is... customers are the beta testers. <laughs> so true. Um, if you download a template um, or you create one on one of these external programs and you already have Guild Wars running and you save it to the directory, it won't automatically pick it up. You'll have to click the refresh template button in-game to make it show up, or yep. close and restart the program. So if you've downloaded one you can't find it, try hitting that button. Unless you have Pawned Squared. Actually, Pawned Squared, you don't need to refresh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Whenever I want to... Like, when I, you know how you make people make those joke builds where they say something funny, and then they have you mean like, like a like list the one of skills? That, you mean like the one that you and Carlo made for me? Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, we, I just made that on Pawned Squared. I just imported a build, changed it, renamed it, and then I went back to Guild Wars and then selected it. Sounds good. That build was yeah. awesome, by the way. I love that build. You've got a ton <laughs> of hilarious ones. Oh, yeah. They've all been done before, but they're still funny. We should... I haven't seen these. I feel like I'm missing out. Send me all your funny ones, Chaz, and we'll make a big package and add it on a later blog post this week. Yeah, sure. So, okay, um, now that we're done with pro tips, let's go into the emails. Uh, one of the emails we got was from a guy named Captain Martin Long, so he's important. He's also not related to Martin Short, as his name should imply. <laughs> what, what he wrote in to say was, Permit me to approach you in this manner. I am Captain Martin Long of the U.S. Marine in... How do you, you say that? You don't know that? how to say it, do you? Bakuba. I Bakuba? I think so. Bakuba, Iraq. We have the sum of $15 million. Wait, whoa, no. Fifteen and a half trillion? What is that? Billion? No, no, that is million. Million. Oh, million dollars. Okay. (laughs) We made from some crude oil deal that we want you to help us to receive. Since we are working here on official capacity, we cannot keep these funds, hence my contacting you. If you're interested, do get back to me so that I can give you further details. I, I looked into this, and it turns out this guy also somehow, although he's with the U.S. Marines, he's also a prince in Nigeria. I mean, this guy's all over the freaking place. And he's not related to Martin Short, so... I don't know. Just because he's not related to Martin Short, I don't know. That's raising my eyebrow right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Sounds like you got fished, sir. What? I'm going to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Let me know how that works out for you. (laughs) And then, uh, okay, so we also got an email from Carlo, who we've been waiting to read from, you know, waiting for Chaz to get back so we could read this. Uh, Let's see. He says... Hello, Relics of War crew. Yesterday I listened to Tasha's, I believe, first in Guild Wars show on air at SI Radio and actually chatted a little with her. She's lovely, and she owned a nice hide-and-seek game in Guild Wars, which was great. Three exclamation points. Never played there's it before. There's four, actually. Oh, there's four? Hey, my that laptop is... That extra one so... is important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never played it before. Thought it was kind of stupid, but when you actually start getting into the teleport frenzy, it's much 
so much fun. Yeah. Show's great. Love it. Actually, the Europe slash Canada slash USA mix work mix works nicely. Tasha has the nicest accent. You see that? Says, yeah. And and tell them what the feedback was as well from your survey. Oh, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Even if you told me she prefers USA's one. USA's one. The USA. Yes. Ah, the American accent. Yes, I do. I like the American accent. <laughs> and well, that's then, a first. Yeah, I know. You don't usually hear that. I really like the American accent. I'm like, what? You mean the default no accent accent? Like the Midwest. Uh-huh. Midwest accent. I quite like okay. that one. So, okay, Secret Agent Cat Blog is awesome, and Ryan has some speaking friendlies. Friendlies? Yes. And Jonesies, <laughs> which Frenzies. are just hilarious. Happy face. Uh, he still has okay. more to say, but uh, so there's some feedback. It? First, I want to point out that someone did. We have a survey for the show, and you people should go check that out because, um, yeah, we like to know what you think. Although it asks a lot of other questions about demographics and stuff, so if you feel like Captain Martin Long is going to read this, then uh, I guess don't take the survey. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. The American accent is subpar to the English accent. So maybe I'll finish the show talking like I'm British or Scottish. Scottish. Let's move on. Go. Okay. So Carlo had a few more things to say. He said, after all the boring stuff about how much fun I'm having with you guys and blah, blah, blahs, let's write something useful such such as a, a debate idea for your show. A topic that I've always cared about but is not as popular as I'd like to is the fact that MMOs actually come from D&D which comes from the desire of people who are into fantasy to actually be into a fantasy adventure as a protagonist. If you think about MMOs as games based on fantasy literature, game mechanics then become a set of rules and choice options that, yes, allow a game to be playable, but also have to keep the spirit of of fantasy books into the game. Nowadays, a lot of great MMOs have great game mechanics that focus more on the awesomeness of moves and battles rather than making the game fantasy acceptable. Wow. <clears throat> Quote unquote. Guild Wars 2, on the other hand, has a really strong story and makes you feel like a hero. And this innovative repro- approach to a- professions without the classic Holy Trinity division makes this title way closer to a good fantasy book than an old school MMO. What I think we will experience in the game is closer to the epic battles that we or he that he's wrote wrote I but we say we wrote on fantasy books than to the battles that we are used to play. Do you agree? Don't you find it awesome? Uh, sincerely, Carlo. Yeah. And he has a few. Yes. Yeah, he has a lot of PSs here. Um, oh, but yeah. yeah, I totally. Oh, I said Seems I was going to talk about potatoes. I totally agree with that. Yeah, definitely. That's that's exactly what I was like kind of thinking about too. It's a good thing that he brought up this point. It's that's what makes Guild Wars a lot different from other MMOs because the other MMOs make you feel like you're the super awesome superhero with all the super awesome skills and you can do a barrel flip or a barrel roll. Barrel flip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friend Trevor's going to be so disappointed in you. I know. Uh. Yeah, I, I got that vibe too a lot. It it always seems to me that ArenaNet, when they're looking for something to put in, they always go back to basics, back to as basic as they can, as as opposed to looking at other MMOs. They see, well, what's the what's the original idea behind this? Mm-hmm. The other thing to consider is that Guild Wars, was, most of MMOs came from the Dungeons and Dragons origins. Um, Guild Wars came from Magic: The Gathering. It's a very, very different set of rules. It's a very different um, baseline to start off with. And that's why Guild Wars Classic could never really be put in that MMO 
area was because it was so it came from basically a different parent so it, it just couldn't work Guild Wars 2, they've kind of realised they have to give some ground to the D&D people to actually make the game popular. Um, So, yes, you're going to get the same sort of essence that you saw in Guild Wars Classic, and no matter what the changes, I can guarantee you, it does still feel like Guild Wars Classic does. Um, But you have all the additional features of the DDO-based games. Like jumping. Um, like yeah, jumping. Exactly. <laughs> oh Which I still think God. is dumb. <laughs> First thing I'm going to do, just because you said that, when I get Guild Wars 2, is jump. If I find you in-game, I'm going to jump around you. I'm probably going to jump first thing. It's just... I don't yeah. know, that's one of those things that, like, if I'm really bored, I'll start tapping spacebar. <laughs> he says, At Tasha, it was hilarious to me when you tried to pronounce my nickname on air. It's actually Ubi, as in Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft. <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> That was just a Freudian murder right there. I I hope Scott Johnson listens to this because he's the reason I just did that. As in Ubisoft Mayor. As in mayonnaise, but with an or instead of the maze. Nays. My eyes hurt. And the accent on the first AJ. Let me just... uh, say why my reading is so bad today i'm actually having a little bit of a uh, mild migraine so if i say really stupid things like booby soft blame it on that and then he says that ryan what's the name of the intro song so nice well if i don't remember when he sent this it might have been back when we were still using a song called fallout renegade by anima but i think he's asking about the one we use now which is by canto six and the song is called the rock which i put in the show notes every day there are links to this so if you want to go hear these guys yourself go check them out at tiger feet great great article the one about the shatterer being similar to the other dragon is that where you coined the shatner yeah okay just because it's obnoxious to type and i hate typing it all out yeah it's even easier to say the shatner Mm -hmm. but uh other mmo enthusiasts are going to be a little jealous of our guild wars 2 awesomeness and then he says at Chaz, nightfall and accountants for the win yeah that's the funny thing um when my real name is Charles and Carlos is the Italian version of Charles. When we first met, which was through SI Radio actually, through one of uh, Tasha's little um, scavenger hunts, um, he fa- when he f- found out that I that Chaz was here, he said, "Oh my God, it's Chaz!" Listen, when I saw your podcast, I like flipped out because you said you were trying to be an accountant. I'm trying to be an accountant, and your, and we're both named pretty much the same name, so I was like flipping out. So he's your doppelganger from Italy. Uh, wrong accent, but whatever. <laughs> no, doppelganger. That's German. That's why I said in a German accent. Never mind. Anyway. Okay. Um, I remember in my Spanish class in high school, uh, the teacher told everybody to go by their Spanish version of their name. So yeah. there was Pablo, there was Carlos, and then there was me, who she called Senor Ryan because there was nothing. <laughs> We got to pick our names in in my Spanish class. Well, yeah, I asked her if I could, and she said, "What name do you want?" And I said, "Obviously, Nacho Margonito el Segundo." <laughs> and so she Good called answer. me Senor Ryan. That was annoying. I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> I also uh, proposed uh, Roberto Di Semenzo, but she didn't like that either. I think I might well, have had a couple tried. too many syllables, possibly. But we got an iTunes review from a guy named Addicting Taco. 
That name is fantastic. Oh, man. I should have proposed that to my Spanish teacher. (laughs) (laughs) So who wants to read what Addicting Taco said? This podcast is amazing. You guys are getting me so pumped for Guild Wars 2. Not that I wasn't pumped already. I recently discovered your podcast, and I love it. It's extremely informative, and I always find myself laughing at the stuff you say. Autonomy bots, roll out. Everyone on the show is knowledgeable and funny. Keep the casts coming. Thanks, Addicting Taco. We love you, Mr. Taco. That sounded like a really, really bad, cheesy advert for a medicine product. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I was motivated by Casey Schreiner's uh, way of answering his emails. Oh, man. He gets pretty (laughs) saucy, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that guy's nose is crooked because he got punched there. Uh, it's okay. Crooked noses are in. Haven't you seen Owen Wilson? It's okay. It's good. And Relic Savor is also compiling... I have this little thing that I read at the end of every show. Relic Savor is compiling a Guild Wars community list, so any Guild Wars online resources out there, get in touch. You can get in touch with us at Relic Savor, Relics of O-R-R, at gmail.com, where you can also send your MP3s and your text-based emails, especially if you are a Nigerian prince. Our Guild Wars Guild is also recruiting, and we're also recruiting alliances. I think we're about to land, too, now that we've decided to go Luxon, because I was apparently behind the popularity curve of Firefly being in there. Now I'm not, so we'll all be pro together. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, and you can also you can also call us. We love the calls. As you can see, the Google Voice transcripts are professional. Oh, yeah. At 708-202-9262. Please find out what Google Transcript thinks of you. We're on Twitter and Facebook. Just look up Relics of War. You can join our forums and our Steam group where we are doing much Left 4 Dead, Alien Swarm. And you can also see on Steam when we're playing Guild Wars because I've added it to Steam so that my little name says playing Guild Wars. Yeah, yeah that's kind of cool with Steam. So And how. Yeah, um, I guess Wheel of Morality. Wheel of Morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn, Chaz. The noblest of dogs is the hot dog. It feeds the hand that bites it. I'm Ryan. I'm Tiger Feet. I'm Tasha. I'm Chaz. Later, I guess. Because <laughs> there was a reflection there, and it's like, oh, we still gotta say goodbye somehow. Peace. Lates. Get crack a lacking. You know, Snoop Dogg, when he was asked by Conan O'Brien what crackalackin' means, he said, it's just kraken with preservatives. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love Snoop Dogg. It sounds more like they're Diablo going for a stat system. Hmm? And there was no comment because I have no idea what <laughs> was just said. <laughs> yeah. Biggest news has actually been Duke Nukem forever. Press left for beer. Have you seen that? No. It's the diagram for Duke Nukem's uh, control system, and on the uh. left D-pad, it says beer. <laughs> Sounds good.
so some of the people from Spinfinity Radio were lucky enough to go to PAX and um, they have got a audio interview with some people at ArenaNet. I'm not entirely sure exactly who they got, but I think they got Eric Flanham and Colin Johansson. Oh, um, so uh, there were some user submitted quest- questions from the Spit Infinity Radio listeners, which also includes a lot of relics of all listeners. Thank you very much, guys, for transferring over. Um, so that will hopefully be broadcast this coming Wednesday, um, but it depends on whether Chaosica gets back in time and can trans- you know, sort of sort out, sort out the audio by then. If not, it'll be the following Wednesday um, on the Guild meeting. Um, so that's 6 p.m. UTC is when the Guild meeting is on. Um, keep an eye on my Twitter. Um, that's SI underscore DJ Tasha. Um, and I will double check exactly when that will be. I'll probably know on Tuesday whether I'm going to get it or not. Otherwise, just tune in anyway because we have a laugh. Tiger, they talked about the die sex. I know you were interested in the die system in Guild Wars 2. I don't know if you saw this yet or not. You only get 11 to start off with, and then you get to unlock the various different sets as you go through. But once you unlock it, it's unlocked for everything in your account. Oh, no. Okay, so it's an unlock system as opposed to a a piecemeal system like we've got yeah. right now. So you get That's like 11, 11 default colors, and then there's different color ranges. And as you go through, I think you just pick them up as like event rewards or for personal story, what have you. You pick them all different colors up. And the last one is a true black color. You know how people complain about the, the dye color in Guild Wars at the moment isn't true black because they changed it. The, the very, very last one you get is a true black color, which is kind of interesting. Oh. I've never been one to want to paint my character all black. Me neither. <laughs> Some other colors out there, why choose that one? Some people just mourn the loss of the person they just killed. What? That was a dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy putting my sandals on and getting ready to head out of here and made this really stupid joke for you. <laughs> but I'll put that I bit... I need more of them. I need more of them. <laughs> I'll put that bit on the end of the show because I want people to know that. That's cool. Okay. Um, other thing as well is that the titles are going to act the same. So if you unlock it on one character, you get titles on all of them. Nice. Stop the breeding of contempt 